This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Live from the Accessible Media Studios, this is Kelly and Ramya. Entertainment, lifestyle, and great conversation. It's AMI's on-air community, and everyone's invited. When we say everyone is invited, folks, that's all of us. Everyone's here. Kelly McDonald and... Ramya Amuthan. Leading you into the charge on a Monday, getting your week started. Thank you for being with us. Welcome to Kelly and Ramya. Over the next couple hours, great guests, some wonderful, with a little chat. So I have a question, Ramya. I'm mm. curious about something. When, uh, how, how vital is your participation in creating the alt text? Now, for those who don't know, alt text is a little description that you can put on your social media tweet, on the, the services that support it, and tell people what that picture you've just taken, what it's about. So for me, the time I generally do it is at a London Lightning game. Enjoying the game. Oh, nice. Hope that you're enjoying your night, folks. Having lots of fun. Go lightning. And then I put in a little description, the court, with players engaged in a game. That's so, cool, yeah. I, I like it. Now, here's where Kelly gets nervous. Because I can't see enough anymore to really confirm that's the court, um, sometimes I worry I'm not including it, and I'm pretty sure, but, you know, it's a far enough shot and stuff like that. I don't think I can go too wrong, so I do watch my wording as to, you know, players on the court at Budweiser Gardens here in London. So you can still see enough to get around that, so uh, I'm assuming sometimes. you don't have too much problem with that, but are you an alt text person or do you generally don't include pictures really in your tweets? Uh, not in my tweets, but I do have a couple noteworthy Instagram posts, like, I don't mm -hmm. know, under a dozen for sure. And all of those have alt text. And I've always included alt text in a kind of a funny, personality-filled, subjective way. At least they're funny to me when I read them back. Right. And um, <clears throat> so they do include, like, the, the image, the actual description of the image, but I always put some kind of, you know joke or like a wink wink kind of uh thing in there as part of the description so that people know it is me writing the alt text for the description it's right, not meant right. to sound like a formal generated described. Yeah, like yes. it's generated or anything like that so how important is it to you on the other end of the stick for others to have it oh alt text in general absolutely yeah. amazing um you know, opportunity for you to include people in your post. So keep doing it because we know it's now available on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. I don't know anything about TikTok and its accessibility, so I'm not going to go there. But yeah, include it. I love it. I think it's great. I love when anyone does it. Um, and this is really just a promo to say, hey, folks, please do it. We appreciate it. It really adds. And it doesn't have to be too much. I think some people get fearful. What, I got to write a novel here? There's seven people in the front row and 12 in the you know second row. No. Just give us some idea so we feel, hey, I know what's there. Mm -hmm. Let's take a look, see what's coming up today on this edition of Kelly and Ramya. Brock Richardson highlights Super Bowl 57 as well as a major milestone in the NBA. 
Gretchen Newman is joining us in the show, and she's the director of the NEDS Awards program, and she's discussing how the organization is helping people with disabilities financially. And some unhoused people are living in some encampments in city parks. But not everybody is happy with this situation. Danielle McLaughlin dives into this topic on Know Your Rights during Hour 2 of Kelly and Ramya. What else I got for you? Oh, a food recall, ladies and gentlemen. The product is McCain's Stay Crisp Cut Fries. This is uh, an issued out due to uh, the warning of gluten and wheat. Uh, so please, if that's something that you may have an, an aversion to, um, they seem to have some kind of uh, uh, toxic with it being in there in the sense of uh, art contamination is probably the better word to use there. So uh, you may wish to be careful. Again, that's McCain's Stay Crisp Cut Fries. After promising, after promising results in Eastern Europe, Google is launching a new initiative to teach people how to spot misinformation. They call it pre-bunking, educating people about the techniques common to misleading claims that spread like wildfire on the internet, like scapegoating, false comparisons, and missing context. Now, tech giant Google is launching a new campaign in Germany with short videos that will appear as advertisements on platforms like TikTok, YouTube, and Facebook. Videos in a testing campaign in Poland, the Czech Republic, and Slovakia were seen 38 million times. Beth Goldberg, who studies social challenges for a division of Google, says there's a real appetite for solutions. Content moderation prompts cries of censorship, and traditional journalism fact checks don't reach people who are already distrustful of the media. Pre-bunking videos are easy to produce and can be seen by millions. Sander Vanderlinden with the University of Cambridge tells the AP, if misinformation spreads and acts like a virus, then maybe we can figure out how to inoculate people. I'm Jennifer King. So would you say, Ramya, off the top, first thing you do is whatever you're doing to educate people, find a way to do it within the first five, 10 seconds that, hey, this contains misinformation or something. Yeah. Have it flagged in some way because most of us will only allow our attention span to hold maybe 20, 30 seconds of, of any video, anything we're reading. That's just it. If you don't grab us in the first, in the headline, in the five seconds, 10 seconds of the video, I don't remember what the psychology says, but there is an actual number as to when we start kind of drifting off or the opposite, you know, getting into the wormhole of things. Uh, yeah. It's important that we say, heads up, this is the fact. That's why, you know, the first sentence or two of a headline is always a who, what, when, where, why, right? You betcha, and that's what we have to recognize that our attention spans, and we heard this in broadcast school, they'd say, nobody's gonna listen to your audition tape for more than 20 seconds. The first has to grab them. Well, I know the first of our show will grab you folks. Microsoft and Google made announcements in the general text field. Michael Babcock is here in a moment with the details. Don't miss a minute. Kelly and Ramya will be right back. Settled in, folks. Here we go. We got the seatbelts on. All set. Monday edition of Kelly and Rumya. The lead off for the whole week and a lot of amazing content ahead. Hopefully you can stick around or catch us at one of the repeats of the show. Uh, 10 p.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv and AMI-audio. On AMI-tv at 1 a.m. in the morning Eastern and AMI-audio at 6 a.m. in the morning. You want to make note of those or simply go check out the podcast. Or just darn well, catch us live when you can at 2 p.m. Eastern every day. As mentioned, I'm, I'm Kelly McDonald, host of the program, Ramya Muthan, my co-host, and she's at the studio in Toronto. 
We have uh, tech updates, tech releases, that, which means more updates, and some interesting things for the community to get involved in conversation-wise with tech. Let's bring on Michael Babcock for all that. App news, device reviews, security advice, and more. It's time to talk tech with me, Michael Babcock. Get your dose of ever-changing technology knowledge right here on Kelly and Rumi. Uh, what kind of a show would we be if we don't bring up ChatGPT at least once a week because of everything that's going on? Once last, a week? It's here every at least, day. At least, yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, last week we talked about ChatGPT, Mike, with uh, just everything, and we talked a little bit about this as well, Microsoft and uh, Google, but they've made some degenerative announcements or text announcements. Am I even talking about the right thing here, Michael? (laughs) Degenerative text? Text generation. There you go. It's a new new brand of technology, I guess. It's a new way of explaining what we're doing. Okay. So what did they announce? What's going on? Yeah, so Microsoft and uh, announced some awesome things coming up with Bing. Uh, they think of these new tools as, and I thought this was real interesting, but love to see what you two think, the co-pilots of the web. Um, and with this, mm. Bing and Edge will be powered by OpenAI, which is the chat, the technology underneath ChatGPT. Uh, they say they've revised this technology in order to make it uh, a little bit more helpful. Now, I knew there was a lot of search queries, but... I didn't realize there was 10 billion search queries per day, uh, which is a lot of searching. And and apparently over half of those search queries go without a response. Mm. So I thought that was interesting. So does that include, Michael, like your smart speakers? They would because obviously it searches using the web. Yep. Yep, especially wow. when you're talking about Google, because Google has their smart speaker that's going to search mm-hmm. what Google has to say. And I think that's something uh, I'll, I'll finish going through these announcements here. But I think we should really keep that in mind if you are a smart speaker user, uh, Siri, A-Lady, or Google. Uh, one of the th- examples that they gave was if you needed to search for something to substitute eggs in as an ingredient in a recipe for baking a cake, a lot of times you might have some weird search results. And I have a lot of friends who, who call me and they're like, Michael, I know I can find this on Google or, or on my favorite search engine. I just don't know what terms to put into Google to mm-hmm. be able to find the results. Can you help How me to with ask. that? Yeah. Exactly. So Bing and Microsoft announced last week that there's going to to be more of a chat experience for users um, and they're calling two of these features chat and compose um, and so chat is going to be what you uh, would type into Bing and then uh, chat is also something that you can talk to a chat bot about a web page I'll explain that in a moment three quick search examples my anniversary is coming up in September can you help me plan a trip somewhere fun in Europe leaving from London specifically so that might be a lot of different search terms if you're trying to put that together. But they're saying you can just type in that that phrase, and Google will start or Bing will start providing you results for that specific inquiry. Um, will an IKEA sofa fit in the trunk of my 2019 Hyundai uh, Honda Odyssey? And Bing will be able to search for the Hyundai Odyssey and find out what's the trunk room in that, and then find out what the size of the uh, 
love seat or sofa is do the math and let you know you know yeah maybe it should fit or invite a friend to this trip so that way their vehicle (laughs) might be a little bit bigger Uh, and then the last the last example that i'll give is uh that someone wants to go to their first festival this year but all about electronic music uh you can Mm -hmm. ask if the bing has any recommendations of places to go or or tips to uh to make this a pleasant experience you cannot get this right now but if you go to bing.com slash new new don't let your browser safari i'm talking to you autofill <laughs> news or you'll be like this doesn't look like a wait list how do i do this so uh personal experiences it's what happens when i was on a on on double tap with steven and i'm trying to sign up for the new uh wait list at the same time and it's autofilling um so real quick we'll go back to it bing is a tool that works in Microsoft Edge. This is kind of cool because you can do what I'm using ChatGPT for and write up an email and then have Bing Compose rewrite either the tone of the email or just rewrite the whole email, um, which is is powerful. I canceled my ChatGPT subscription, and if you have more questions about that, we can mention that. Uh, Google also last week announced the Bard, which is their version of ChatGPT in the Google search. Mm -hmm. available to trusted testers now and we should start seeing this come out in the next month or so so i'm really excited to see where this chat technology is going to take us through Mm. 2023 so why the cancellation is is it neater to do it through bing like like especially when we think about an accessibility way what what's for you the thumbs up on it So for me, it was, I watched a YouTube video over the weekend where they were asking specific questions about the YouTuber's brand and Bing was providing actual results from information shared in images about the brand and on other web pages about that specific brand. And it it was astoundingly fast and it gave some uh accurate information it did have some misinformation which is what we're going to run into with this type of stuff but for me i said why pay the 20 dollars a month for chat gpt when it looks like bing's going to do what i want for free well for me to be the person who they can sell advertisers uh, advertising dollars to (laughs) for small businesses right aren't they generous they don't mind that that's really that's yeah. really interesting, and your reasoning is really interesting too. Um, it almost sounds like it comes to the level of something we, as low vision or blind people, some of that stuff that we'd never ever know. Watching a video, anyway, of mm-hmm. some of those things gathered there, like you're you're saying. So there's that element of information not given to us on something that's not described. That sounds like it leaks through this way. Is is that correct? Yeah, yeah, and if if it does, and again, all of this has been out for a, less than a week, so we don't know exactly what it's going to be able to do. Right. But if it's able to capture information, so I have a local restaurant, right, uh, and they just post on their Facebook page pictures of their menu. Whenever they update it, they post new pictures of their menu. That doesn't help me at all. Uh, no. Yeah, there's the text, the the automatic OCR that's available on iOS and macOS, but I'd rather be able to say, hey, what's a good bacon cheeseburger with jalapenos and no avocados on it at our local restaurant and being be able to tell me well you could try these and maybe add jalapenos to this burger as well right Amazing. much more intuitive. just chat with it incredible power wow mm-hmm. and like you said yeah. in a conversation um a new service called 11 labs was shared widely last week what does this service do 
Oh, so, uh, Kelly, if you've ever got paid for voiceover work, your rates need to go up. Just telling you this. So if anyone's uh -oh. listening that has, has uh -oh. paid for Kelly or Romeo to do, to do voiceover, rates are going up. Because now, if you want, you can take your voice and give it this 11 Labs two minutes of content. And that's it. Two minutes of content. And it will generate a very similar voice. Those who listen to your voice all day may know the difference. Uh, but it, it is very similar. And then they also have some other voices that are very human-like. And uh, you can feed it text. And you can start using this tool at zero dollars a month. So there's oh. no fee for using this. And th the, the, the first plan with... Uh, 30,000 characters a month is $5 a month, or 100,000 characters is $22 a month. So it's very affordable to get into using a tool like this. And the reason Kelly or Romeo's rates are going up is because if you want the authentic voice and yeah. not a computer generated, yeah. you got to pay yeah. for that. The real breath, right? And the real mouth noise. That's what we're going to yep, be getting exactly. paid for. Yeah, exactly. You're going to take yes. out with, with D-Mouse click. <laughs> You're paying more money for that. <laughs> it's wow. fascinating because we were just talking with Ryan Hui about that yep. voice that could be out there that could replace a narrator, and we're not advocating for that, folks. When it comes to audiobooks, Ryan, we've been saying that, you know, my theory is, well, yeah, of course there's you could have almost a human voice, but the cost of it has been what's kept it down and what's kept us mm -hmm. listening to voiceover and the jaws that we, we understand, know, and love. Um, but if that ever came to be an affordable thing, such as the way we see prices going down on other technologies and stuff, it would be something to be concerned about because we already hear enough audio description done by automation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, It's going places and it's obviously something um, that that's going to be the future, especially for mass production. But uh, going back to today, there's a demo of you up there, right? On 11 Labs. And can, can we hear that in other voices? Yeah, so two things on, uh, I believe it was Thursday's Double Tap. Yeah, it was Thursday's Double Tap episode. Uh, I had I missed a line when I was explaining something to uh, Stephen in Reaper. And I thought about going in and just dubbing my voice in. But I said, why not try this? So I went and I uh, typed up a quick text and threw my voice mm -hmm. into 11 Labs. And in the demo that Stephen played, um, I am in there telling uh, Stephen, if you Want, don't forget to nudge the items back into place in Reaper. And mm. that section of me was just typed into a edit field and then generated. And yes, there is a difference. You can hear the difference if you're listening for it. But if you'd like a more representation of it, uh, I, I host a podcast called Unmute Presents, and we're publishing content three days a week. So this past Thursday, my co-host and I didn't get something recorded. So I said, hey, let's, let's play around with 11 Labs. And I and one of the female voices recorded this past Thursday's episode uh, just having a quick conversation. It's the about four minutes thing. long. And wow. Yep, yep, the whole thing. So check that out if you're interested. You know, That's it's so funny bringing up conversation recorded in Love and Labs because I always think of, you know, monologue, right? Yeah. But dialogue, wow. Yeah. That's some chemistry. Yep. And, and if you're willing to type it. And then uh, the other <laughs> thing is have chat GPT write up a quick exactly. uh, short two-person play. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you have an audio drama. Uh-huh. Yep. And it would be in the writing, right? That also adds that authenticness because of the breaths, the spaces, the things that you would want to have in there. And if you're sitting there writing something up and her, yeah, okay, maybe it's not going to sound so great answering a Stephen question. But wow. So, Michael, then, what has you the most scared about this? 
just what you were talking about. Um, you know, I so my wife and I were playing with it, and her voice is a little off because there was some background noise. So make sure you have the, a clean environment. But um, she works with her sister, and we made a quick script messing around with her sister, just telling her, "Hey, you know, I just talked to the big boss, and unfortunately, we have to let you go." The sad thing about that was it sounded pretty close to my wife's voice. Oh. So that means anyone can go in and make any sort of voice say whatever you want. We heard about deep fakes last mm -hmm. year and that yep. was mainly yep. related to images but now we have the ability to have people say something in kelly's voice or in rumya's voice and the only thing preventing me from uploading a sample of kelly's voice or rumya's voice aside from morals is the fact that there's a checkbox that says yes i have the rights to use this voice how easy right. it is yeah. it to yeah, check okay. that box and move on yeah yep and and we're worried about this a lot in the scams now too i've been seeing mm -hmm. more literature about phone scamming and creating voices like this mm -hmm. yeah and and the, the popular phone scam hi grandma i'm i'm stuck in a jail somewhere in a foreign country they can grab granddaughter's voice over the phone is it going to sound a lot like granddaughter's voice yeah this is starting to sound a lot Black Mirror. I feel like you guys had that coming. Um, the We're not going to get to Tweezcake or Reaper today, but I hope we get to it next week because it's a lot of great information. Michael, as always, everything is good information with you. Thank you so much. No problem. You guys have a great rest of your show. Thank you. wonder if that was the real Michael or the fake Michael. Anyways, uh, we're talking <laughs> 11 Labs and all these other things with Michael Babcock on our Tech Talk. Damasi's there pulling the strings, boy, on Michael, that's for sure. And if it's on Black Mirror, it's probably already been thought up so many t years ago by the uh, Army. Coming up next on the program, Brock Richardson has his sports update. Something new. Kelly and Rumia return with more in a moment. Well, thank you very much for returning, folks. A lot of good stuff ahead in the program. And as you see, a lot of things as we get chatting with our contributors make you stop and say, whoa, whoa. Uh, find some of that stuff Michael was sharing with us, Ramya, a little disturbing, to say the least. Very disturbing. <laughs> I think that the more we start to understand, um, and I know that, you know, with any kind of changing technology, there is resistance at the beginning, but some of these things do worry me. And and then there's the hope that, you know, we've, we've passed other things that are uh, kind of terrifying. Initially, there are things to go, ways to go around it and find ways to deal, right? Like with the deep fakes, as, as Michael mm -hmm. pointed out, or other kind of situations yeah. similar. I think the hardest part is there's so much coming at us now. And how do you get the word out? It's even easier to do, but there's so much flooding into people's inboxes or, or any other feeds. You just miss so much stuff and something like yes. this. And, and I've seen more stuff lately about scams using technology like this. You just hope that everybody gets the message and we have to be so vigilant about doing that and making sure it gets out there. And it's hard because people who... They say, are you kidding? No way. There's no technology you can create a, a, a human-like voice that I couldn't pick out. So It's easier. Actually, it's there. better to assume that everything and anything is possible because yeah. that's where we're at. Yeah, you may give up on a lot of possible prizes you're winning, <laughs> but most companies know better now and know they're yeah. not going to buy this, even if it is legitimate.
We'd like to welcome in Brock Richardson. He brings us our sports report on Mondays. He brings us the headlines. He's the producer and host of the Neutral Zone. Brock, um, a bit of a unfortunately somber uh, discussion to lead us off today on your your leadoff item. Welcome back. Yes, thank you, and I and I appreciate the um, no doorbell sentiment today because it's uh, one of these situations today that I was thrust upon me and. Uh, one of my teammates from way back in the day advised me that a referee that I was very familiar with with Bocce Canada passed away with a brief battle of uh, cancer. And I literally just called her up to the podium to uh, induct somebody into the Hall of Fame when I was at the Bocce National Championships in November. She had a wonderful impact on my career. She had a wonderful impact with the sport as a whole. So we are very, very sad to see the loss of her. And again, we don't know much detail as it's only come out uh, hours ago uh, that she passed away yesterday. Um, and it's a big loss, not only in the bocce community, but also in the parasport community as well, because she was a champion in all sports, um, inclusivity and all that. So big loss in the community there for sure. Mm, so sad to hear that and you know people like that Brock don't just help out at the venues don't help out just on the court or just a, a, a tournament weekend or or at the Paralympics wherever it might be they're talking it up everywhere they're informing people and educating them everywhere um, so obviously very sorry for the family and, and extending our sympathies uh, for the loss but uh, to the community as well Ramya I was just going to say the amount of time people take um, who weren't exposed to the, the game, to para-sport games, and then take the opportunity, take the time, build that passion initially to become involved. And then, like you said, champion the sport through and through yeah. and, and the para-sport community. Um, yeah, but thanks for, for sure. sharing. And we're all thinking of her. Uh, yeah, her name. Brock, could, her, I was just going to ask you if you could share her name, please. Her, her name is uh, Donna Zorn. I thought I said that off the beginning, but yes, her name is Donna Zorn. And uh, there was an image uh, on the screen uh, of Donna. So uh, thoughts and prayers go out to her family, first and foremost, and the community at large. Thank you. Um, Brock, uh, your next item. So as tough as it is to transition into another item, uh, we must do, the show must go on. Um, the World Championships for the wheelchair women's, uh, the wheelchair basketball uh, World Championships, which will be taking place in the United Arab Emirates, has been released. We know on the women's side, they will be taking on Brazil, China, Australia, Spain, Great Britain. On the men's side, we see... Egypt, Germany, and Thailand. Now, we know that there are uh, a couple of extra groups in the men's side. That's why the um, teams are less, because there is one uh, extra pool that is not on the women's side. So that's that information there. Uh, this one's a little more fun, let's say, but... It's also news. Uh, we now know that the Toronto Blue Jays have made an announcement of a new broadcast team. It goes as follows. In the booth, Dan Schulman plus Buck Martinez. And sometimes Joe Siddle and Matt Devlin will fill in. You will notice that Pat Tabler is no longer part of that booth. 
Then if we go down to the Blue Jays central desk, it looks like this. Jamie Campbell, Joe Siddle, and Caleb Joseph. No change really there other than to say that Caleb Joseph will be more permanent. On the field, we have Hazel May, Arden Zwelling. That's a different name because there will no longer be a Rashmaneni. He will move on to something different. Kelly, any reaction to what well, I just read out? Um, Arash, uh, I kind of saw that coming, and I think Arden's a good good fill if they're going to make that move, and I'd like to see Arash used in other areas where we don't get enough coverage, but he is an expert on uh, not surprised with the desk. I almost sometimes think something else may come down the road for Caleb, but nice to see him there. Maybe a little heavy um, with having two catchers uh, really manning the desk with Jamie, um, but glad to see that. Very, very saddened to see Pat Tabler go. Um, Pat brought something to the broadcast that I listen to other broadcasts, I don't hear, you know, and certainly they have a lot of former players, but it's the spirit. It's the fact of how much he interacts with people. I've had the opportunity to be around Pat Tabler working and watch him work when I was doing Blue Jay coverage. And, you know, that's somebody that stopped, talked to people and wasn't just, uh, so what do you have to say about last night's drop ball? It was talking, cajoling. And, you know, he brought that to the broadcast. Incredibly saddened um, to see what I consider another one of Roger's cuts that is just in the long line of too bad, um, almost ESPN-like, foolish. Yeah, and bef before we move on to the Super Bowl, I just want to comment uh, because in the media, things were portrayed a little bit differently than how things actually happened, particularly with Buck Martinez. He... They did article after article after the offseason off last year after the playoffs, and everything was leading towards maybe he would retire. Maybe I need to talk to my wife, Arlene, and maybe we'll make a family decision and retire. It turns out that even though that may be part of it, uh, the other part of it was he was unaware whether Rodgers would re-sign him or not. And mm -hmm. the yeah. fact is, is that you're not going to come out and say, well, I'm waiting for a new contract from Rodgers. And so I can't really say because if you're still vowing for that contract, you don't want to say anything untoward that may lead you one way or another. And I honestly thought originally Pat Tabler was maybe he's retiring because that's sort of how, again, it was presented, at least in my mind. And then you learn, no, they just really didn't renew uh pad tabler and don't get me wrong i love dan shulman buck martinez it's my favorite duo in canada for baseball but i i do like pad tabler just for what he brings uh from a player perspective and buck martinez was a player totally fair but as you point out pad tabler just brought that different edge that nobody else brought so that, that will be lost in the in the booth and i think caleb to your point is because Joe Siddle will have to fill in every once in a while along with Matt Devlin. So yeah. it, it may be unbalanced every once in a while, but at times you're only going to see two pe people on the desk. And so they need that third man to kind of, you know, move things along. Yeah. And, and I have a feeling it's a little more costly bringing Pat in. So all I say is go get him NBC. They've been utilizing Pat and, and good for them. Yes. Yeah, hopefully the, the the people who were let go were uh, quote moving on to other things. We'll move on to things that they love and continue in sports. Yeah.
Let's react to the Super Bowl a little bit, Brocky, and debrief Philadelphia Eagles, Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, your thoughts? Uh, one of the most enjoyable games I have been able to watch in a while. I was uh, dead wrong with uh, uh, Kansas City winning. I really thought that Philadelphia would take it and take it quite handily. Uh, Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs are becoming in that dynasty level where it's kind of like, hmm, what are they going to be? This is their second Super Bowl in in a in a four year span. Patrick Mahomes is a beast. He was playing on one foot with his um, ankle injury, and it just it's it's tough, you know, when you do that. But mad respect for what he was able to do. And Kansas City had something to prove last night. They wanted to come out and say, no, no, nobody gave us a chance. We'll show you. And that's what they did. I have quite an interesting exchange uh, between the Kelsey brothers, as was reported, uh, Jason Kelsey and uh, Travis Kelsey, Jason being with Philadelphia and Travis being with Kansas City, had an exchange with each other. And the brother who lost said, bleep you, but congratulations anyways. So uh, that's been reported uh, this afternoon, as we know. I'm curious, Ramia, I know that one thing you may have checked out was the halftime show. Yeah. What say you on the halftime? I didn't check it out yet. I'll tell you after I see the oh, highlights. Okay, there you go. It's not like I... a super fan of Rihanna Live, so I wanted to hear um, how it went before actually checking it out. There's Sorry, a lot dude. of... There, that's okay. There's a lot of... I should have asked you this offline as oh, opposed good. to on the air. <laughs> but uh, uh, there was a lot of mixed reaction to what what this was. I, I was okay with it. I, I think it could have been better, but I think the social media world has been very, very hard on Rihanna. I think they would have been too because it's just the halftime show. It's not even Rihanna. It's the expectations and the pressure of the halftime show. Um, we know that the, the halftime show is going to be controversial at the least, right? Yeah, so mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, Brock, you want to move quickly to the NBA, sir? Trade deadline has come and gone. Your thoughts? Uh, really busy trade deadline. I'll say that uh, Kevin Durant going to Phoenix was huge. D'Angelo Russell uh, to the Lakers was also big. And then, of course, the Toronto Raptors ended up with Jakob Pertl and Jakob Pertl only. Okay. Uh, thoughts on the Toronto Raptors and how they did on the trade deadline day? I think a lot of people assumed that they would do a lot more selling. And I'm kind of of the belief that Masai Ujiri does more of his work in in the summertime than anywhere else. And this is the case in this in this case here. Do I do I think this is a championship team? No, of course not. But now with the East being a little more wide open with some of those pieces I alluded to moving on to the West. The Toronto Raptors could get into that sixth spot if they play well. Jakob Pertl was a position they missed and needed. I'm just not sure if that's what everybody as a collective Toronto Raptor base wanted to see Masai Ujiri, but we have to trust in him because he's in the management role and we're not. Mm. Okay. Uh, What's coming up on the next edition of the Neutral Zone? Really, really excited. We're having uh, Devin Haru join us, uh, who's one of the most prolific names in the para sports world. So we're looking forward to that conversation coming up tomorrow.
we can find the uh, neutral zone. On AMI-audio, 11 a.m. Tuesdays, you can also find the program available as a podcast and a YouTube podcast uh, also uploaded in the afternoon, usually on Tuesday. Uh, Brock, wonderful work. Have a great, uh, great Neutral Zone show. We'll talk to you next week here. Oh, no, in two weeks here on the program. Yes, you will. And maybe we'll get into whether LeBron... LeBron is the best and maybe not in some Toronto Blue Jays stuff as well. Ah, by then, Jays will uh, all be there after they report catchers and pitchers report this week. Thanks, pal. Thank you. Brock Richardson, we do this on Mondays. We talk a little sports with him as he brings us our sports report. Coming up next, we speak with Katja Newman, director of uh, NEED Student Awards Program. She's going to be discussing with us how the organization supports students with disabilities. Stay tuned. We'll talk in two minutes. Keep it here for more of Kelly and Ramya on AMI-tv. Catch the Pulse this Thursday at 1.30 p.m. Eastern, 10.30 a.m. Pacific time on AMI-audio. Tina, Tina Apalaki is a mother, advocate, artist, and co-founder of Prosthetics for Foreign Donations. She reflects on her journey as a black parent of an amputee. This Thursday, tune into that at 1.30 p.m. Eastern, 10.30 a.m. Pacific on AMI-audio. Also available on your favorite podcast platform and on YouTube. Kelly McDonald here with Ramya Muthan. Let's check in with our next guest, and we're going to be talking about uh, financial support for people with disabilities. We're welcoming in Katya Newman, Director of NEEDS Student Awards Program, and we're finding out more about how the organization supports people with disabilities, students with disabilities. Uh, Katya, thank you for coming on, Kelly and Ramya. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Looking forward to chatting with you. So tell us, first of all, what NEADS is, and that's spelled N-E-A-D-S, right? Yes, that's correct. Um, so NEADS is a consumer-driven, cross-disability charitable organization. Um, we're um, governed by um, our board of, sorry, our uh our um, staff, as well as our board of directors, um, all have um, a disability of one one kind or another, um, and our board is uh, is made up of um, individuals from ac from across Canada, representing each of the provinces and territories. And that's um, yeah. Oh, you go ahead. You finish up there. Yeah. That was that's great. Yeah, I was just going to add that um, our work also uh, centers in uh, three three areas, um, which are um, accessible experiences in class and on campus, um, student debt reduction, and uh, student and graduate employment. Oh, wow. That's great. As a former student at some time, many moons ago, um, so many <laughs> things that were priorities to us in school and after school and, yes. and helping out, um, especially and a bit unique to the dis disabled world. Now, let's start with how the, do you guys support students with disabilities uh, right off the bat? I mean, you've mentioned the three areas primarily. Can you just get into a little more detail about some of those areas, the on-campus, the debt reduction, those things? Yeah, so um, in terms of student debt reduction, um, we have our disability awards um, website, 
which is um, the world's largest directory of um, disability-specific scholarships and uh, financial aid program information. Um, and we also run the NEEDS National Student Awards Program, which is a um, tuition-based scholarship program. Um, yeah, those are the, the two main ones. Um, we also have a, a lot of different um, uh, different uh, projects and such that uh, change um, depending on the time of year. But yeah, those are the two main main ones in terms of financial assistance. Mm -hmm. And how about from the other uh, core areas that the organization assists with the involvement during school? What happens there? Um, so. Right now, um, NEEDS is uh, one of our biggest projects is the Virtual Access for All project. Um, so we're currently um, traveling across Canada to different uh, universities to really get on the ground and um, talk with students about their local context and what issues they're experiencing both generically in accessing ed their education as well as following the um the uh return to school uh post covid-19 right there's been a lot mm. of um a lot of uh um tension particularly from uh students within our community who are immune compromised and are having a, a difficult time returning to in person mm. delivery methods yeah uh, you know, I, I've known of needs over the years, many years, and what I've always found so fantastic is the idea that somebody is there to reach out to to help you with. We, we know that post-secondary for any student, it can be lonely. It can be overwhelming. And when it's overwhelming is when you're busy with the mirror, just passing your grades and doing the things you're supposed to be there for, let alone these other concerns. And on that individual way needs is able to to work and talk and as you just mentioned some of the concerns that some people have based on their circumstances these are really important and i think and i'm sure the students they know how important it is to have you guys in their corner but other people out there may not necessarily know all these underlying things they think of well you jump into college and it's college life it's fun but yeah. you know to have that fun there's a lot of clearing of the mind you need to have yeah Another big um, aspect of what we do is we offer um, month, monthly, sometimes multiple times a month, um, online virtual events on uh, relevant topics. So, for example, accessing accommodations, mentorship, uh, learning strategies, et cetera. And those are a really great way to get involved and interact with other mm -hmm. students and make, make us aware of, of uh, issues that might be prevalent Right. Yeah, I mean, we know that the, the priority in school, uh, hopefully, is the academic, but all these other, like, encompassing experiences of school, like the socializing, like being able to uh, advocate for yourself and, of course, deal with school after school, right? The finances and everything else. Let's talk about the partnership that NEEDS has with AMI in the form of a scholarship. Are you able to tell us more about that? Yeah, for sure. Um, so NEEDS and AMI 
uh, partnered uh, to offer the Sir Robert Pearson Memorial Scholarship. Um, these are $5,000 scholarships, and there is one awarded annually to a student in the English community, and the other one is given to a Francophone student. Yeah, this is awesome. great. We've been we've been um, mm -hmm. promoting and talking about and getting into the nitty gritty of this uh, Robert Pearson Memorial Scholarship every year. So I'm glad that it continues to return and there's people uh, continually applying and taking part in it. Now, remind us again, you already mentioned, I think, two others, um, but the other scholarships that NEEDS is making available for students. Yeah, so we have, I believe it's seven different award types now. Um, our largest is um, the Canada Post Scholarship, valued at $10,000. Um, we have the two AMI Robert Pearson Memorial Scholarships. Mm -hmm. um, there is a $5,000 scholarship offered by Connor Cork and Lung Financial Group uh, based in Toronto, and that scholarship specifically goes to a student with a disability who's in a business-related um, career. Uh, we have our NEEDS $3,000 awards. Uh, the number of those that are given out yearly varies depending on uh, funding availability. Um, and we also have three $1,000 memorial scholarships, two of which are for um, in memory of uh, past needs board members, uh, Holly Bartlett and Christine Meter. Um, and we also have a, uh, this year it's called um, the Caitlin Mitchell Memorial Scholarship. Um, and that's funded by a group of private donors in uh, Western Canada and is given to a student who specifically identifies as blind, deaf, blind, or partially sighted. Awesome. Um, and people, when you hear, when someone's awarded one of these and you hear what kinds of things and when they apply that they say they need it for, what, you know, we, we hear some great, uh, I've been a part of the process before going through for Robert Pearson, uh, Robert Pearson Memorial and selecting candidates and moving on through the process. And I mean, you've got some great credentials on people, some amazing plans of what they would like to do with their futures. But what do you hear back when people are putting that into play? They've, they've been awarded um, the difference that you hear it makes, especially to these persons with disabilities. Um. Definitely sending out those emails, definitely the best part and the most rewarding part of my my job, just hearing the people's circumstances, like people's um, just relief that, mm -hmm. for example, they wow. might not have to work as much because a $5,000 scholarship in the case of the the Robert Pearson Memorial Scholarship would yes. cover an entire semester worth of tuition. Yes. Yeah. Wow. I think what you said there, Rami, I don't know. I think you heard the magic word too, the relief. Yes. No, of course. And, and you know, as people with disabilities going through school, uh, there are many support systems, I think, available to us, at least nowadays in, in Ontario, I'll be more specific. Um, but the the extra support that you do need can feel astronomical, right? Oh, From yeah. adaptive devices, special needs, um, note takers, or other kinds of you know in-person support to the, the accommodations that you just 
are constantly dealing with throughout school, throughout the school experience with exams and all of that. Finance is something that you potentially aren't even prepared for, the, mm -hmm. the, the rest of it, um, not even just during school, Katya, but afterwards as well. That's such a balancing act with, yeah, you know, you know, like just people, there's so many different moving elements and, you know, schoolwork takes longer often exactly. for people in the disability community. And like, there's not time or the capacity to work part-time to fund. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. Or the availability of that job to open the door for them. Right? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. We hope that we're um, making a difference. <laughs> definitely are. I, I, I would yeah. think so. I'd love to be in in you your shoes because you guys get to hear those stories of uh, and that little the little bit of money can make a huge difference. Can you tell us how to apply? Yeah. Um, so you can, as of um, for this year, as of uh, March first, um, you'll be able to visit www.needs.ca, um, and if you click the education tab followed by the national student awards tab um, you will find the uh, launch page that has the the uh, all of the initial uh, criteria information and the apply now button okay as kelly said you know you've been uh he's been in touch with the work that needs is doing for many years but i really appreciate that in the last couple of years uh, you've catered to people going through the pandemic through school in this very uh, unique time and saying okay we have these services and offerings available to you so is that where we go for more information on needs needs.ca yes <laughs> okay fantastic well thank you so much for joining us Katya I really appreciate it and we'll keep in touch I'm sure because uh, we're going to talk about the the scholarship through AMI uh, or the partnership with AMI for the scholarship um, yeah. soon. Yeah. We're awesome. looking forward to reading the applications as they come in. Fantastic. And hopefully you get tons of them. Katya Newman joining us. She's the director of the NEEDS um, Student Awards Program, joining us to talk a little bit more about NEEDS and their work. But I, I really appreciate that, you know, ever since I've been at AMI, uh, we've been having the, the Robert... Pearson Memorial Scholarship to look forward to, to speak with some of the recipients about, and uh, to keep promoting it for the following year, Kels. Robert Pearson, um, what a tremendous advocate, what mm -hmm. a, a thinker. Um, Robert, um, who passed away uh, several years ago, and that's where this award has been, who this award has been named after, um, had the privilege to talk a lot with Robert, learn a lot of things, but it was the passion inside, like help and the passion that you see reflected in these people's applications yes, yes. robert would be really proud i wanted to we, say as well um holly bartlett who was mentioned as another um memorial scholarship being named under her uh, for needs another incredible advocate for the community who we lost years ago um but so much that these people have offered to the community that now we can live through Bitch. Coming up, folks, in the next hour of the program, Dog Guides of Canada are running what they're calling a Share the Love auction. Devin Wilkins has more in her guide dog report. Some unhoused people are living in encampments in city parks, but not everybody's happy with this situation. Danielle McLaughlin will dive into this topic on Know Your Rights. Up next, community report from Annette Dennis in southwestern Ontario. Keep it here for more of Kelly and Ramya on AMI-tv.
Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider.